Back to another episode of Not Your Average Operator, and wow, New Year's Eve, we're here. We finally got to the end of this dumpster fire that they're calling 2020, and we're all looking forward to a fresh start and uh, you know moving onward and upwards together. Hopefully, we had a bit of a chat just before we started uh, the three of us, and we want you to know that when we're not recording the podcast, we are a bit more liberal with some of the language you might expect to hear from military guys. And we're sort of tidy it up because we know this stuff's getting recorded. And we just thought perhaps for New Year's Eve, we might just relax a little. You guys might be able to put the little ones to the side until you hear the episode and decide for yourselves whether it's fit for family viewing or not. But we just thought we'd let you know there might be a bit more language going down, down range than there has been before. Um, the boys said that they try to avoid the extreme end of the spectrum. Can't promise anything. But uh, yeah, happy new year. End of 2020. Year in review. Onwards and upwards for 21. How are you doing there, T.O. Raff? What's up, mate? I'm good, man. I'm just uh, living out here in, uh, well, currently in Dubai, hanging out. Nobody cares. Um, literally. No, literally. People care. Your mom cares. And uh, <laughs> It's fun, man. It's a shame because I'm I'm so close to uh to your punk ass melon. It'd be great to to link up, but uh, unfortunately, I can't. Eleven hundred kilometers in a closed border. Well, the border is not what's going to stop me. We know this. Um, (laughs) 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 These guys are amateurs. They haven't got a wall. They haven't got barbed wire below ground to stop the trenches. I could I could do it in my sleep. Seth has a, a backpack with rope and uh, all kind of zipline uh, equipment and all kinds of stuff. He, he's got a he's got a small like e tool shovel for for digging. He's got he's got his own little his own little travel bag wherever he goes. He's like, I'm I'm getting out of this bitch if I need to. So <laughs> so Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I love r- ripping on rap right at the beginning. You know he's he's over in Dubai just doing his thing. He's sitting in his in his hotel room with gold golden uh curtains gold. drinking uh bottled water like a like a piece of shit and just thinking- <laughs> <laughs> if the listeners could see what we see we've got a guy there's literally like the most horrendous gold drapes hanging down as if as if it's a third world dictator has moved in and it looks like this guy's done nothing over the winter except grow hair on his head <laughs> he's got like he didn't even comb his hair it's just about a ponytail it's really it's horrendous. It's not a good look there with the gold and the hair and the <laughs> bottled water. Uh, all I hear is hate. Lots and lots of hate. So if you got hate in your heart, just go and let it out. We're going to have to cancel Mike. <laughs> he never will. Mm-mm. So what's been, going down, what's been going down for you this, this last week or two, Mike? You know, we had the, the week off for Christmas. <clears throat> we know that uh, lots of people, family time, other people were sort of stuck where they were with travel restrictions and so on. What did you get up to over the last week while uh, we didn't drop an episode last week? Yeah, well, <clears throat> for everybody, I mean, we put it out there that we were going to uh, take the week off because, you know, just how the year has been and lots of adversity. And we all wanted to take time to spend time with family and 
you know, really have quality time, which, which is the best and trying to squeeze in an episode and everything of, of taking that away just wouldn't be fair to them. So, um, I know for myself, man, I've, I've taken a great amount of time to spend time with my family and, and really, really close friends. And, um, man, I, I came up to Pennsylvania to, to visit home and spend time with my mom, especially she's had a really, 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 really rough year. Um, you know, just again, keeping in perspective that this year has been very tough for everybody with coronavirus and, and work and making work adjustments and everything. But, you know, just for my, my family, we've lost three people in six months. Um, no, not all due to Corona, but, um, it's just been very tough, you know, dealing with loss and, and having Christmas without these people there. And, um, but it's also been great. It's been great, dude, just sitting around the table and just looking at who is there and having the appreciation of like, wow, like we still are very happy. We are still very rich with family and friends and love. And, you know, I called you guys on, uh, Christmas, uh, Raph was, uh, completely rude and didn't answer his phone on Christmas. He made up this excuse that, you know, that he was busy being father of the year, but we all know that he just slept in because, you know, he didn't give a damn <laughs> and uh, about Santa coming down and leaving, you know, a stolen, a couple stolen gifts. But, uh, <laughs> no, I didn't, dude, I, first of all, I didn't lie. I didn't make a lie. I literally saw that you were calling and I threw the phone over the balcony into the snow and I was like, I'm not picking that up. All right. So it was me and Melon and he just threw us over the balcony. All right. So there it is. You heard it from, he is a bastard. So, um, so yeah, so we did that, man, but it, it was just such a good time just being here. And, uh, I'm still up here now, actually. I'm, I'm driving back home tomorrow, but, uh, it's, shout, it's out to all, shout out to all my family that we've, uh, been lucky enough to catch up with, you know, offline, not on the podcast, but we've got the, the Arnie and Mike's mom and, We've got some brothers and cousins and there's some good folk there in uh, Pittsburgh smashing down some uh, irons. Some you know, iron uh, city beers. Yeah, some, some frothies. Iron, iron city, downtown. Downtown, yeah. I hit downtown yesterday and a couple other times. Uh, the Steelers played on Sunday. We won the uh, division championship. They've, uh, they were sucking for three games in a row. But, uh, man, they showed some real fight and some fire. So, hopefully, that's good for the playoffs coming in a bit. But it's it's definitely great just to be home and everything else aside, man. It's, it's so nice to be with family and people that, that love you and want to be with you. And it just, it's just it been great. It's probably one of the best holidays I've had in years. There was, uh, there was a, a, <laughs> a good bit of video and some photos and stuff from Mike with his, uh, his old buddies. They, they shifted into the gubernatorial residence down at the point there. They got a, a beautiful apartment out, looking out over the river in uh, sort of two or three directions and they tied one on. And there were, let's just say there was a bit of wreckage. There was a few people who couldn't keep up. Yeah, yeah. My, my one friend is a, uh, Tony, he's a doctor and I'm very glad that he was there because- uh, Well, well let, let's be honest. He says he's a doctor. I honestly think- that he just stole a butcher's coat and he just wears that around. That's oh. just me. That's just me speculating. But oh, like Patch Adams. Uh, yeah, apparently he's a was it uh, specializes in pediatric like uh, like burn victims. I yeah, I mean it's pretty extraordinary. But I always give him hell. Yeah, he's got he's got a heart of gold, but a soul from absolute hell. <laughs> that's all I'll say about the guy. <laughs> he does no. That's it's true. He does have a heart of gold. He's also got. 
a Cro-Magnum. I mean, I didn't believe in evolution until I met him. <laughs> the, the video I saw of him, it, it, it was not pretty. It, a number had been done on him by his, uh, his buddy who'd flown in, absolutely stitched him up, as we say in Australia. Do you guys use that phrase? Oh, Stitch yeah. Well, well it's, it's two words. So if you get stitched up, it's either verbally or I just took a machine gun and stitched you up with uh, straight up from, the, from, your, from your pelvis to your face. So. <laughs> well, in Australia, in Australia, it's any time your mates get you, and it's normally they've been sneaking drinks in, like you've been accidentally drinking doubles while they've been drinking singles, hmm. and they've they've stitched you up, and it normally finishes with someone, you know, fertilizing the pavement out the front of a Volstead act or something like that. It sounds like <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Did that happen I, to somebody we know, Melon? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, hmm. We'll plead the fifth on his behalf. Okay. Yeah, it's so actually in the middle in the middle of that chaos, I got some uh some hate mail and some racial slurs from one of the guys in the group. I'd like to call out who happens to be a state trooper. Oh, he's Is a good wrong? dude. He meant it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how about you guys? How, how about Christmas break in uh Saudi? So it's, it's really nice here. You know, you don't get overwhelmed with all the commercial sort of aspect of Christmas with the music and the just shopping for the sake of spending money it's because it's clearly not in their culture here. But uh, in the village we live in, they, they really go to a lot of effort, put up a big tree, a big lit tree on the big roundabout uh, near where you come in and all the kids absolutely love it. And it was obviously still social distancing and so on. But my daughter, as soon as it was December 1, it was Merry Christmas to everybody. And she absolutely loves this time of year. So the tree went up on the 1st of December in our house. And it was a big countdown. And um, on the, the morning, the big fat man came and delivered uh, some of the goods. And we then went over to guy across the road, Andy Bennett, call sign Anal Bandit, was across the road. He's got the, uh, the pizza oven. And he'd done a couple of turkeys in the oven and uh, a few other family all pitched in. We had a big uh, outdoor sit down with roast beef and turkeys and the whole thing. A couple of frothies. It was absolutely lovely. Big family day. And we had over to my buddy Orazio's place. Shout out to Orazio. It's an Italian, but uh, Australian Italian from, from Sydney. And uh, it was a big party dinner at his place. So we sort of started early and finished late. It was, it was good. With some check-ins with family along the way, we dodged Raf, which was good. <laughs> how about you Tio? how was christmas day well first i'd like to give anal bandit a shout out because that guy's just straight up he's he's stuff of he's that guy's just stuff of legends uh he's the hardest working guy i know except for you between it's between you two yeah yeah i mean but that guy actually legitimately has stuff to show for it i have nothing i i fucked he it built, all away he built tables he's like i'm gonna get I, everyone over we have 30 people for lunch so i'll make tables because so we can sit outside yeah yeah, yeah yeah now he, he's a straight legend man so if, if you're listening shout out to you anal bandit uh mr face no i it's a our uh eh, 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 eh. i hope that gets cut out so <laughs> <Nope>. our <laughs> By the way, for the listeners, if it doesn't get cut out, it's it's a joke. It's an inside joke because the, the first 22 episodes, I, for some reason, stumble over my words. So It's not a joke. It's 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 absolutely 100% genuine wrath. He, yep, yep. He, he acts like he's surprised when we call on him and be like, oh, Raph, hey, 
hey, you have something to say. Yeah, thanks for that, Melon. You know, it's just shut up, dude. Like, you know, you're about to talk. He's just dumb and he doesn't he doesn't follow through. He's got his hand up. He's like, I'll go next. I'll go next. He's trying to win. Yeah. <laughs> trying to sound all intelligent and stuff and all proper. And he just screwed himself sitting there with his gold sheets. Uh, first of all, for the record, I never have any sheets. Oh, you're talking about, yeah, these are pretty nice gold sheets. Anyways, <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? Santa Claus. Like yeah, El Chapo. Sure. Like El Chapo um, sitting there. No, well, we spent most of our Christmas uh, vacation with, um, well, Mike, you were there. You were actually there for a little bit. I was. You were there for, well, you let's just say you overstayed your welcome. I was kind of hoping you'd leave a day after you showed up. But Shout you out to did. Yeah, my, my flight was supposed to leave a day early, but I literally walked in and turned around and saw Raph pull off in his little Subaru. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not letting him get off that easy. So I canceled my flight and pushed to 24 just so I could aggravate him. <laughs> <laughs> so I hosted Mike because uh, he looked like a homeless person. And then um, he does look my, like a my wife's. Person. Yeah, well, it's because he is. And then my wife's twin. She's for anybody who knows or doesn't know. She's an identical twin. So her identical twin and her family came in. So I, we had a full house for a little bit. And then uh, and then once. Mike fucked it away. Another good buddy of mine uh, that I served with in the military. He was also, he's a former 160th guy, uh, now flies for Delta. Um, he came into town. And so it was, it was a good little string of, you know, good friends coming into town, just hanging out. And then in the middle of all this, the Johnson clan descended on my house a couple of times and we had uh, get togethers and gatherings and managed to avoid the coronavirus. Uh, you, you get know, down more to Pa's than- pla- place down at Medical Lake? Um, so, we did actually, yes, once, but most for some reason, every time we had a gathering, it was always up on the property. Yeah, nice. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's really pretty. I mean, it's been snowing. It's, it's easy to go sledding. It's just, there's tons of stuff to do. It's just, you know, we have the space for it. So we're very fortunate. The bean and his natural element charging around. Apparently, oh there's, apparently there's something to do with tongs. Yes. Yes, dude. Every morning, not every morning, most mornings I'd wake up and he'd be, he'd be over watching his, uh, his, his cartoons. And there was just a pair of tongs sitting there on, on the, on the Island. And I was just like, I'm going to go after him with these. And so I start clicking them and he turned and he gives you this look with his little bucky teeth. And he's like, Oh, is this like a challenge? And then I start chasing him. And he just, he, he dude, he's so fast. And I just <laughs> run after him and I clip him in the butt and his little legs with it. And he just keeps going. Dude, he tires me out. Like, I think we did, <laughs> I think we did 15, 20 laps around the entire living room into the kitchen. And he just like, he's fine with it. And then he gets up, his little heart's pounding like 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And then he's just like, you ready for round two? You know? He's not quite, he's not quite two. Is that right, Raph? No, he's absolutely two. He's over two. He turned two oh. uh, November 10th. He's got, he's got this very distinctive sound for the listeners. His feet, when they hit the floor, are like two hamburger patties. It's like a whole little slab of bacon or something slapping down there. It's like there's no bones in the feet at all. It's just slap, 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 slap. And he charges. He gets, some, he gets a bit of few knots on. He's, he's running with like swim fins on. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> You're right. There's That's exactly. Yeah, he really. Yeah, Aubrey met. Aubrey was talking about how he slaps his feet when he runs. And so you. Anywhere where you're, like, if it doesn't matter where you're, even when you're outside, it doesn't matter where you're at in the house. You can hear him when he starts running because he slaps <laughs> his little feet, and it's actually kind of endearing. It's pretty funny. Yeah, he'd be good eating. There's not many bones in there. There's just a, <laughs> a lot of meat. 
Yeah, it's feet. like frog legs. You know, it's good, but there's not a lot of meat. So 2020, guys, we're going to just sort of, you know, we'll try and thread this in with a banter. Just so people know, this is more like what it's like when we talk to each other. Um, 2020, year in review. Who wants to give us something that sort of came up in a, in a topic? How about you there, Mike? Yeah, easy. Coronavirus. Yeah. I think that's, there's nothing even remotely close to dealing with that and how, how it's affected everybody in our lives all around the world. On, on earth, right? Yeah, the whole, everybody's in it, man. Everybody. And I've really seen this year, and I know we talked about it, What I think episode, I don't know, like 12 or somewhere in around there, like lessons from coronavirus and what was taken away. And there has been so much bad shit that has, that has happened with society, with people, with losing family members, you know, like everything. And you absolutely have the right to just sit back and wave your white flag and just be like, I give up, you know, the world's ending. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to throw all my cares to the wind. But the three of us have not done that at all. And it feels great sitting here at the end of 2020, um, having this type of conversation after all the bad that we've been through and dealt with and struggle and all the adjustments. We're still sitting here, three improper assholes, just having great, honest conversations about life. And, um, dude, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I wouldn't change it because I don't wish this virus or all the bad stuff that's happened on some of the people that I know because I hate seeing people in pain. But at the same time, man, it's been a it's been a blessing in so many ways because I've you know I we've all taken the time, meaning all of us, meaning us three, and and hopefully our listeners, to you guys have maybe taken out one or two things away from listening and joining us every week. Is uh, I've relearned patience. I've relearned how to self-reflect on a daily basis. Um, the appreciation that I have for my family, my friends, is beyond reproach. Uh, it's it's something out of 33 years of my entire life, I've probably never felt this close to those people. Um, and then, honestly, my self-worth. You know, I can sit here and smile and realize I've had a really personal shitty year, man. You know, I've, like I said, I lost three people in my family. I've, heart, I've, I've had my heart just gutted from me and smashed um, adversity with work and dealing with stuff with Corona and the adjustments that we have to make and changes in policy and all that. Um, dude, I'm happy. You know, I'm freaking happy sitting here in the position that I am waking up today. I look forward to this podcast after two weeks off and, and everything because there's so much good stuff to put out and talk about and, you know, funny stories, you know, and dude, it's just been, it's been a hell of a year, but it's just been honestly a great year because I mean, we, we put in the work, we, we put in the work to find the positives, man. Cause there's, there's tons of it. I was listening to a, an interview. There's a, a philosopher, he's a Stoic philosopher, the old Greek and Roman guy's named William Irvine. And he was talking about a the old Stoics, the way that he thinks about stuff is that the challenges in his life, he's grateful for them and that the challenges are sent to him 
by the stoic gods because they love him and they want him to have a fulfilled life and they want him to be strong and resilient. And then if those challenges aren't sent to him, he won't have that opportunity to develop and reveal his character. And it's not like you can choose this stuff anyway, but it comes to you. And all three of us have had hard times and, and, you know, it's easy to be a good guy. It's easy to be a great guy when things are going well. And it's, it's definitely not when things are, when shit's down and the, the people who have dealt with stuff in the past are the people that all want around me. You know, like you, you guys, my wife, key friends and family, because these, these things are going to keep coming, right? Like this is no joke, been a tough year. You know, I, I had a long time here on my own and I really thought things were going to get a lot worse at the start. Those early stats that were coming out from the CDC and the WHO were pretty grim. And I really thought that this was potentially going to be much worse. Um, and that was the, the thinking that I had in my mind when I sent my family home, you know, and I really thought that perhaps it was going to be either an, an extended period of time in, in terms of more than a year or potentially not see them again if things really broke down here. And, you know, I'm super grateful for where we are now at the end of the year. You know, vaccines rolling out. You guys got it there in your country, in the UK. It's going out around the EU. It's not like this thing has passed, but we're surviving through it. And the ones who are able to find good good elements, the ones who are able to find a silver lining, you know, the ones who are able to thrive in these times, you're setting yourselves up for the rest of your life because there's going to be other challenges that come. You know, like I'm really grateful. We, <clears throat> the last week was the first week we didn't put an episode out and that was like 24 weeks in a row and we recorded four or five right at the start. So we've been doing this, talking to you two idiots since May. You know, Raf approached me and talked about getting together with you guys. And like I'm super grateful for uh, this conversation that we've, we've had and we've carried, carried on over the last six months. It's been a, a real big part of me getting through this, but you know, maybe that's a way for people to think about this, you know, that these challenges are sent to you by God to love you and they want you to be strong and they want you to reveal the character you've got inside, you know, because why not try and think of a positive way to think about it? Because you've got no choice in whether it's you or not. You know, I've heard this many times throughout this year. It was just, you know, all the bad stuff that's, that's happened with me personally. And I, of course I ask questions, you know, um, <laughs> I'm a human. I'm going to ask questions. doesn't mean I'm, I'm wrong, but you know, multiple, multiple. Often are wrong though. <laughs> yeah, shit. No, but I've heard many times, God, God only gives you what you can handle yeah. because he knows what you can handle. And no matter what you go through, and if you still wake up the next day and you, and you made it through it, then you handle it. Um, now, at what depth you handle it and, and work through it is different, you know, for everybody and acknowledgement and all that. But man, it's, it, it makes you feel stronger. But, you know, when, when I look back, like for this episode, I, I went back and wrote down some things about my year in review and what I've been through. And it's just like, wow, I'm, I need to give myself, a, yeah, give yourself some credit, man. Like you, you put up with a really bad shitty year, you know, and I feel good about myself, man. I feel strong. We've, we've, we've had some, we've had some contact with people who've listened to the podcast, email messages and, and whatnot. There's people out there who have dealt with much harder stuff than I've dealt with this year. And, and, and like, you're all, you're all still here. 
like hats off to you out there in podcast land for getting through this year. It's not, it's not been easy. It's not been an easy year. And I have no doubt that everyone can find something in their year that they can be grateful for. And that there's some aspect of the character that was revealed, some strength that they found that they didn't have before. And you've got access to that now for the rest of your life. Yeah. I'll tell you the biggest thing that had an effect on me, man, is the, the power to affect change in a positive way for others. Three, three people that are, that are close to me in, in, in my life that I've known for years this year have come out to me and talked about suicide. Three, three very close friends of mine. And I never, I've lost eight friends to suicide in the service because they didn't want to have a conversation, you know, and there's that saying of like, I rather, I rather, I rather have you over and listen to your story than show up at your funeral. And three, three guys have, have pulled me aside at one point or another and opened up to me about their life and thinking about suicide. And just the fact, man, that I was honestly, I didn't think I was in a great place with what I was going through to offer any advice and be like, why would you be asking me for anything? Um, and I came to you guys and talked to you about it. Like, guys, I, I don't know if I can handle this the right way, if I'm prepared mentally, you know, anything emotionally. And, but you guys backed me up and these three guys are still here, man. And that's massive. That's massive well, Mark. You know, it's, it's, I think it's a blessing. I, I think uh, one of the things that I learned this year from everything that we've experienced is that um, kind of reverting back to what you're talking about, Mike. I think that when you're struggling with something, whether you have the answer or not, just sharing that absolutely qualifies you to be a person to kind of help others out, right? Because it's not because you have the answer, but because you're going through it and just kind of creating that partnership that kind of, um, I don't know, just creates this symbiotic, this, this feeling of symbiosis, if that's even a word, where you feel like, hey, I'm not alone. Like suddenly I've found somebody who's, dealing with the same thing that I'm dealing with. And we may not have the answer, but we've got that love, that feeling of support just from knowing that there's somebody else out there that's got the same same struggles that you do. And so I think that even if you're, and this is, I'm really talking to the podcast land, if you feel like you're struggling with something, even if you don't have the answer, just sometimes sharing your story will empower another person who you may not even know is going through the same thing and be like, holy hell, I'm not alone. But together there's, you know, it's like that whole thing that strength in numbers. So I think that was a very, yeah, 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 go ahead. You, you said like early on in one of the episodes, you know, that we stand in ranks and that mental image has really stayed with me that there's people on my left and people on my right, you know, and there's people who went before me, you know, my father and other people like that. And we're all in, we're all in this together. And there, there, there are people like-minded people who are working away at the same goal and carrying the same cross and, you know, suffering the name of the thing might be slightly different in each different person's life, but we've all got something. And and that knowledge that there are people on your left and right, reaching out to them, it really works. I really love that that mental image of we stand in ranks that you shared back months ago. Yeah, yeah and I think go ahead, Ref. No, I so, say, and that that still holds true, right? I and I, it's I'm glad that you think about that because I think about it all the time. Like. I literally do whenever, you know, 
One of the bad things about this year has been the like just the tsunami of nothing but terrible news every day. Every day you wake up, like the minute you wake up and just seems like when the sun goes down, you're inundated from you know sun up to sun down, you're inundated with just terrible news, COVID numbers and financial numbers, and uh, well, unless you're playing with the stock market, but um, you know, job losses and you know, just the list goes on and on and on. But but at the but at the end of it, you just think to yourself, you know, if I do if I do my part, if I do my little part to kind of focus and push back against the white noise that push back against the chaos in my little space here, I know that there's others like Mel and, and Mike and a tons of other really close friends that I have, and I know that they're doing their part. And I just think to myself, there's enough of us out there that are doing what we could in our own space and our own small circles that eventually there's going to be that connection where we're all going to kind of together push back. Even though I can't see it, I have faith that it's being done. Um, yeah, but that, and, that's, yeah, that's, go ahead, Mike. That's hundred percent. In my family, we talk about, you know, each, each member of the family, the four of us have all got our job to do, you know, and that like, if we all work, work on the thing that we have to work on, that that will get our family where it needs to go. So, you know, I'm out gathering resources for the family and, Cherry's here just totally taking care of business with the homeschooling and the everything else, keeping everyone alive, feeding us, clothing us, giving us love. That the kids work away at their schoolwork and rugby and soccer and Annie smashing it out, the rock and roll and the music. And, you know, that each each person's thing is actually really important. And you can, you can capture that in that sense, like, you know, each person is a finger and together we're a fist and we're strong and we're working in the same direction and, you know, you can bring that relevance to what you're doing in the day as being, you're contributing to something bigger than yourself, your family, your community, that the the rank left and right, you're all pushing back against that chaos like Raf says. Yeah. I like how we're opening this up and talking about it too, because I'll, I'll be straight up audience. I, I hate New Year's. I hate New Year's Eve. Um, and this is just me personally. Um, I think it's very cliche. Because hate is, hate is a strong word, Mike. But go on. <laughs> well, I, agree with me or not, this is just this is just me because of what I've learned this year. So, in the springtime this year, my life went to complete shit, and there wasn't any date. I didn't know that was coming. I didn't know, you know, it was just kind of like happened in my life, and my whole life literally completely changed. So this whole like, well, January first new year, new me and all this crap. It's just like, no, you can change whenever you want. You can make yeah. change happen whenever you want to. It, it, there's never going to be a date that you will know of where it's going to be like, yep, this is the day my whole life changes. Everything just falls in place for me. Like the earth's going to continue rotating around the sun, right? Yes. Just because we say, you know, it's in this past freaking parsec of the, the sun's arc now. It's going to keep moving. That's it, man. And I've, you know, one day, January 1st at the stroke of midnight, you know, all this crap is just like, oh, wow, my life is all better now. 2020 is deleted. It went away. There's no more coronavirus. There's no more pain. There's no more, you know what? It's like 2021 has the potential to be even worse and we don't even know it. Or it could be really great. The, the point is we don't know what our what the future holds, all right? But you can make the change now and choose. I, I know you guys said it before, but you can choose your happiness or choose your choose your your challenges. You know, you can choose your pain, all of that, and you can do that right now. So, 
the last, you know, what, eight months that we've been doing this, seven, nine months, whatever, it's been a long time. I think every single day, these conversations and this podcast and everything just for the three of us and hopefully other people has really just made us realize that like, dude, I can make this change right now. I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait till something happens or, you know, whatever. It's like, take the action. We've read enough. We've seen enough. We've felt enough. Take the action and actually make this happen and, and, and choose your happiness, choose your journey, choose your path and and get out there and just stop pointing the finger, stop being negative and just like own up to that. Yeah, dude, this, this is happening, but it's not going to be me. You know, like I probably feel stronger than I, than I have in geez, over a decade of just visit, phys- like physically working out and getting my mind right with that. And then relationship wise, emotionally with my family, with what really matters, dude, like I almost feel this is me, me and me. I almost feel untouchable in a confident way, not a cocky way with how much I've, I've taken um, inventory of with my life. And I'm back to a spot where it's like, I'm ready to crush something really big. And I feel it's like right on the cusp of like finding out what that is. So it's very exciting because it's like you put in the work. Now you want to be tested again. So it's good, man. It feels freaking great. When I retell the story, I'm going to, shift the date i'm gonna say that you hate christmas and that's what i'm gonna tell the kids and stuff because they they hate uncle mike the kids and they're gonna hate you a lot more be like uncle mike hates christmas he doesn't want people to be happy he doesn't want milestones to occur that's what i'm taking out of that story all right well i don't like it i don't look like santa for one i have a receding hairline for one i don't have a great beard all right i admit it but uh michael and annie will be getting cold next year and i will put it on there is because your dad was such a piece of shit so there's a direct oh correlation. God. Just so you guys know, a little a little aside, FedEx did not deliver this year here. It was a everything, everyone we know, not just on our compound, but everyone had their stuff got canned. And it's like a month overdue. <laughs> and so there was no there was no presence here. And I just said to Chesley the other night, I was like, let's get coal. Let's put coal in their stocking. <laughs> so it's interesting. We've had that we've had that going with the kids since they were like two. And it's like, no, 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 all the naughty kids get coal. Why do they get coal? Well, you get that on your hands and it's on your hands all day. And everyone knows that you're a bad kid. And I was so, I was super close. I was really, I really I had the coal. <laughs> I had the charcoal. I was like, man, I'm gonna put something in there. Chesa went so out. You didn't got, do it. Chesa went out there and uh, Mrs. Claus did an emergency run and got some other stuff that they also wanted. She, mm. she's such an amazing woman. So FedEx kind of screwed me actually. Uh, I missed my flight because of it. So they, I had to take a COVID They're test. They're sending you I... guys in mail now. They're just frigging wrapping you in a box and yeah. uh, cutting costs. These well, folks are yeah. like, that's another way to get across the border. <laughs> well, I <laughs> crossed about a couple of US postal stickers on the forehead. Yep. Send him by mail. Well, I was supposed to get this stupid COVID test result uh, the day before I flew out, and it never arrived. So, you know, my company just said, "Hey, just take off anyways, and we'll we'll we're gonna try to make sure that it, it gets that it gets to you before you actually board for the international flight." And sure enough, I ended up missing my first flight, uh, which was supposed to go through through Europe. And, and long story short, I thank God Delta ended up working with me. And uh, got me on a second flight. But yeah, FedEx, man, screwed the pooch. I was really disappointed with him. 
it was yeah. up to me. You'd only go postal from now. I'd be like, send him postal. Yeah. Shout out to FedEx, everybody. You, you really yeah. won Christmas. Just, <laughs> just so you know, as well, we have a we have a dear friend, uh, like very special friend. We sent something to in Australia. FedEx, like, asshole. No, we're not going to get sponsored by them this year, are we? <laughs> <laughs> we're open to sponsors, just so people know. We'll take your money. <laughs> Oh man, we we sat around on Christmas Eve uh, with the kids, and we went through like a couple of questions for like, what was the thing that you found hardest or most challenging this year, and then what was the thing you're most grateful for this year? I, I know the answer to both of those. Well, can I can I guess the the hardest thing they had to put up with this year? And it was probably looking at Mike's hairline. No, that's that's the second. The hardest <laughs> one is it's two parts. One is that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And then the hardest part is watching Hans Gruber fall repeatedly at, when they show that show literally three times a day for a month. So, uh, yeah, it's so, very hard. It's very hard. I, I, these two guys know that uh, there was a viewing. My son at 12, we just, I decided he gets to watch an action film for the first time slash Christmas film. So obviously you deal from the top of the deck when you're going to go down any path. And we've done Stand By Me, Goonies, the original Superman, the original Star Wars, <laughs> Uncle Buck. We've got a dog howling in the background there with Mike. It's hilarious. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So we sort of hit the high points of the 80s and I thought, right, let's go. Boom, die hard. And let's just, just, let's just say that that stuff has not aged a day. It's absolute you know, high quality stuff. The one-liners, the, you know, Hans Gruber falling from the top of the Nakatomi Tower. Michael Michael had the greatest compliment, I think. He said, uh, they were watching a movie and, and Mellon was asking him questions. And he says, you know, who does Mr. Mike more, is he, is he fall in line with the FBI Stooges or, or John McClane? He goes, oh, I definitely see Mr. Mike as more as John McClane, who has a receding hairline, by the way, and he was a badass. So, Michael, thank you very much for that because it's a great compliment. And then he says, well, who do you see as, as T.O. Raph? And he says, oh, the idiot flying the helicopter that gets blown up on top of the roof. <laughs> great piloting. Takes me back to Saigon, Slick. I was a, I was a, but I was a junior high, dickhead. <laughs> well, but I, I, I feel like you're not completely telling the full story there, Melon, because it's, you guys have a ritual going on, too. You have your son dressed like a Croatian sailor. What's all that about? <laughs> uh the last two episodes just before, we, <laughs> before we start recording i always get the family to have a have a chat with these two idiots and uh my yeah, son's good. wearing a blue and white stripe blue and white stripe t-shirt and both of them think he's either from croatia or the spetsnaz <laughs> I, I i think we just train him up i send him off and we run him into combat against mike be tough man yeah. he has some he has some really harsh words man he's been laying them out there the last couple of days and apparently, uh, Mellon's financial uh, or fiscal financial goals are by giving him the, the cheapest haircut he can get in the village, <laughs> which is just, uh, I mean, no son of mine runs around with that kind of haircut. What's, what's really good about this, like th these two are both teasing him for his haircut. He, he did come out all guns blazing with both of you guys, given that Raph is sitting in front of a gold frame behind him as if he's a dictator from a third world nation and he's just grown hair for 24 years. And A sultan. I think I'm considered <laughs> a sultan out here. And uh, 
Yeah, he, he, he teed off into both of them and Mr. Mike's hair is sticking up straight up the top of his head. And so then Raph just absolutely smashed him. The beauty of that uh, comment by you there, Raph, is I was doing his hair before and this is the first time he's gone to the barber for a while. And the barber said, what happened to you? <laughs> and so no, I, I had been giving him like these really like working hard on the fade. <laughs> and then this is the first one he's gone back to the barber for a while. So the poor old barber has just been sledged. So, so it was the barber who fucked it away. He might, he might have, he might have made a bit of a mess of it. That's quite yeah. true. I well, offered to fix it. Melon, sitting around the family tree. Let's get back to something good. Yeah, good. You know, good. What was the lessons? What, what were they talking about? That, so it was all of us. The, the hardest thing was the COVID separation. So the six months apart and the not knowing when it was going to end and. You know, chairs are moving five houses in five months and getting the kids back in school and rugby and school for the vision impaired for my daughter and just that whole that whole thing of her packing up all the little chickens and the mother hen taking them all the way across the world through the middle of the pandemic outbreak and getting them there safely and then doing the same thing in reverse to get them back. That was clearly the hardest thing for us. All, all four of us found that the hardest. And then when we're going through the thing we're most grateful for, it was it was really thinking about that moment of when they got back and it was the same for all four of us. And it's funny thinking about that um, uh, stoic philosopher, William Irvin, he, he talks about worst case everything, like negative visualization, picture anytime you're having a hard time, picture how everything else could be worse than what it is that you're doing at the moment. Like you're stuck in traffic. Well, you could be stuck in traffic on the way to the hospital. Your wife just got diagnosed with cancer sit with that thought for 30 seconds and then drop it. And then you'd be like, right, I'm just sitting in traffic. And all of a sudden that's easy. And for me, the thinking about the most grateful moment, I was really present again to how much I freaking love having my family here, you know, because things just drift and you go to work and the kids are doing their thing and you can just be caught up in your day. And I really, again, had this moment of like, man, I'm so grateful that they're here. I remembered that six months here on my own coming home and just, you know, empty, empty house. When you leave empty house, come home, empty house. Yeah. And I just had, had all of that descend on me again. That was, uh, that was what and, I got out of it. And what I, you know, what I could notice the correlation there when they were gone as, as time pressed on and, and, you know, it three months turned into five, almost into six. I noticed that your V neck got droopier and it got longer. Hmm. It got like deeper. Did you notice that Mike or was that just me? No, yeah, he doesn't do his laundry for like what five months, Melon. So once <laughs> once, once Jerry got back, she's like, "You have to start cleaning yourself," and he's just like, "Uh, uh," just like a gorilla, <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Clean, clean." Yeah, I have a stack of about twenty-five black singlets, and I just work my way through from the top. Yeah, black is not your color. I don't know if anybody's told you that. <laughs> Black's not a color, Mister Mike. What is it? It's a shade. It's, it's an shade. absence of color. You're such a yeah. turd, dude. Uh, you just you just got scienced. Yeah. What what is the thing that you're most grateful for this year, Raf? That Mike left my house and he's not there anymore. Valid. That's probably the, that's probably the most I'm I'm grateful for. It's valid. There is a rumor that he's in Spokane right now. Well, uh, looking at that back, looking at that background, that's that's not a square inch in my house because I know every square inch of that house. New Year's Eve. It's it. I will be. Just, just putting it out there. I'm, I'm getting those tongs back, but I'm not chasing the bean. Oh dear. 
And this and this is a guy who hates New Year's Eve. He hates Christmas. He hates people having a good time. I'm the biggest humbug. I'm the biggest humbug, dude. That's right. The ghost of Christmas future has not come yet to Mr. Mike. No. He hasn't brought me anything I've wanted. He's just brought me challenges and grief. And I just said, the hell with you, dude. So I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Choose to be happy. So, I mean, it's, it's been a, a tough year all around for uh, all of us. The three of us have had a hard, a hard year. I, I like to think really that, well, I, I know for me that this uh, friendship and this communication, this calm, uh, this conversation that we have, and it's sometimes on the podcast and sometimes just when we call each other to annoy each other in the middle of the day, middle of the night, it's really been a good thread that has run through this year of challenge. And it's been a really constant positive thing to have a topic that we're thinking about and you're, you know, it just, it changes the way the whole day occurs to you when you're thinking you know, about a question or about a, uh, a topic that means something. And you know that you're going to be having a conversation with people who are special to you. And, and I would encourage everyone out there, if you can, to set up something like this. We've all got Zoom, we've all got uh, Skype and WhatsApp videos and stuff coming out of our ears. But it is really good when it's, you know, with people you, you care about and you want, to, you want to sledge as soon as you see their ugly faces. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, so I know we're kind of getting to the end of this episode, but I, I really want to take the time where and, and give credit where it's due as well. Um, I want to give a shout out to Patrick Sowers and Adam Bird from Heroes Shout-out. Media Group. Uh, just to have this opportunity this year to do this podcast with Not Your Average Operator. Uh, that's, you know, working with Pat and giving us the freedom to 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 take this thing and run with it while he's doing amazing things. If you, if you guys can check, man, like just looking at some of the stuff that he's done in his own time, but also just charity wise for Christmas time, I think he filled his store up with over a thousand toys that he gave to, to, you know, underprivileged children and families that weren't going to have anything this year due to coronavirus or losing jobs or anything else like that. And I mean, He's been there for me to have tough conversations with on the side. Um, so just a shout out to that. The, the guy's a heart of gold. Operation Once in a Lifetime. What are the other ones? Well, Operation Once in a Lifetime is a military charity, and that's how I met him uh, almost 10 years ago. And uh, so check them out on there. And also he, he owns uh, Not Your Average Operator and like started this whole thing as well. Um, so I'm grateful personally for, for, for him and what he's done in my life to show me, you know, caring for others and doing things has just been great. And, you know, I, I don't think I would be here without the opportunity and stuff and friendship that I've had with him. And then also with Adam, uh, Adam Bird, who, who is our guy, our media guy with, all, uh, with uh, Heroes Media Group that pushes out our content and works with us. Just a phenomenal dude, um, a fellow veteran. You know, and the guy is just always, always, always on point with helping us out. Um, it, just a big thank you to Adam, man. If you guys check that out, Heroes Media Group, if you guys want to start a podcast of your own and help other people with a topic or a direction in life, I mean, hit him up. He's, he is your guy. And just so everyone knows, uh, us three idiots, we're not making a cent from this. We just are really committed to having conversations that hopefully making a difference to people out there and we get the feedback that it is making a difference and we're going to keep doing this as long as uh, we've got air in our lungs and, and we're hearing that we're helping people out. 
So that's our intention. 2021, bring it on, hey? Yeah, do it. All right, so from uh, us three idiots, there might have been, a, I don't know whether it was more foul language or less foul language than what you were hoping or expecting. <laughs> I'm sure if we'd have a few frothies, it'd be even worse than, uh, worse than this. I know that we all restrained ourselves from the extreme right of the spectrum. But uh, year in review, time of challenge. And, uh, you know, maybe you can take something from what we've talked about. I know everyone has had a hard time. And I, I really think, like, my life has definitely been that uh, the, the times of challenge have been followed by breakthroughs and that facets of character and uh, inner strength are revealed by these times. So, you know, I'm really hoping all of you out there in podcast land have just an amazing 2021 ahead of you and uh, that you take lessons away from this year that you can apply for, uh, you know, health and prosperity in the future. So happy new year. This dumpster fire of 2020. See you later. It's a new (laughs) chapter. Don't listen to Mr. Mike. Everyone can celebrate. You can all have a happy time. We're not going to cancel the season. And uh, we will see you guys in the new year. All the best.